see what we see what happens. But like, um, okay, we like so I, I've set up now a um, gallery of rogues um, Twitter list, which has been very helpful. And it's all of our favorite boys and girls, right? It is. Yes. Uh, what's who's in currently? It's it's all the big boys from um, Vault. Vault has gotten very dead. The whole thing, like, I forgot I was still a member of their, like, Facebook group. Like, their I thought you were a member of Vault in general. In general, yeah. <laughs> that you no, voted for them. No fucking activity comes out. Um, yeah, but so my Gallery of Rogues thing is now just, like, the members of the, the three big boys from Vault. Um, oh, um, what's his name? Buzalaga? Buzalaga, Cologne, and Verson. Venzon. Uh, Andrea Venzon. I don't know who that is. He was the Italian one who's like was the Mama part who was the part of the Italian party who fucking failed on their ass. Um, then as well as like Guy Verhofstadt and like the editors from Politico.eu because they had a big fucking meltdown <laughs> on Twitter. Um, which I guess if we're still talking about that leads us to the whole Brussels bubble thing because fucking hell, I love Brussels bubble Twitter. It's so depressing. I just love the Brussels bubble in general because my only contact with it was then through my last job. Mm. And it's just very, like, very glassy-eyed, just to say the least. But it's not nearly as psychotic as the U.S. is yet. Like, I think that they wish that they were. I think, oh, they, yeah. I think they wish they had that, like, that they had that much clout. Yep. But since no one cares, aside from people then who are within the Brussels bubble, Me. it's just... <laughs> well, yeah, because you're a nerd and you, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And you have a... a uh, you know, you have another, you have another podcast mm-hmm. that deals with this shit. But um, I always just kind of get the vibe that it's just like everyone just like cosplaying Europe. They're like, this is what it should look like, yeah. but we actually have no fucking power. Oh, for sure. But there was, and I, I told you about this, that there was that like that book that was like, uh, that they sold at, at my old work, that, that they published at my old work. That was like, a, you know, a Brussels at night or something like that. And the cover. Yeah, was, Brussels after dark, or whatever. Yeah, yeah some yeah, shit yeah. like that. And it was like, this is like, this is, you know, where the, where the real politics happens. And it was kind of like, you guys fucking wish. Like, you're going around like fucking Guy Verhofstadt being the, like, you know, Coke Zero version of Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked for this. But the thing about um, the Brussels bubble is not, yeah, it's sad, but it's just a reflection of, of the kind of sadness, at least the sadness I feel about all of European politics, because um, what was that thread that, that you sent? Well, whatever they're arguing about. Oh yeah, being the Chrys- One like, one prayer to Europe. <laughs> being the crystalliza of Europe. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. But like, that exists, and fucking crystalliza is making what? Like, ten figures. Wait, is that a lot? I gotta count in my head. Ten Eight figures? figures. <laughs> yeah, that's like... I mean, it is a lot. Yeah. I mean, his, his money's almost- good, but it's not that good. <laughs> Crystal is like uh, the way Jay Z presents himself. He's like, you know, I had to struggle, I had to come up for this. And Crystal is saying the same thing, like, yeah, but you know, I I, I can only help you know the the blogosphere as a billionaire. Like, I can't help them when I'm poor. I'm just imagining Chris. What's his Chris Siliza? That's his name, right? Yeah, just like flexing like how like Migos does is just like you know doing that with like a <laughs> gold grill in the, the, like, the yeah. Dr. Evil thing yeah the fucking Dr. <laughs> Evil thing where they show their grill it's a lot of awesome and powers being like, yeah like just like just admitting his grift eventually like at the end of it is like yeah like like exactly like the, I had to hustle hard for this but it is just knowing that then it was like if I'm enough of a piece of a shit a piece of a shit a piece of shit yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be able to like afford that that 
that Maybach I've had my eyes on or whatever <laughs> fucking people Except in the I don't DC think he mobile. gets cool things like a Maybach. He's like, I got these new Nike running shoes. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> but my point about the Brussels, I mean, and I think Twitter makes this very clear, where because Twitter has a format and because especially whatever politics and journalists and whatever, they all like congregate on Twitter for some reason, like especially groups that... They hate it. <laughs> they like hate... Why are they I, on there? I understand for some reasons it's like a, um, a career thing. You got to get noticed or whatever. But some people, especially famous people, you don't have to be on there. You just... Yeah. I don't know. Everyone just agreed that this is the thing they're going to do. Um, and so you have little groups. I don't know. So to take Europe, for example, Twitter, not as big in, in Europe. I mean, I think it's bigger than... Um, there are like corners that I don't know about. But in general, you have like the Brussels bubble where they're, I think, kind of aping the American format where they know, okay, this is the way things run in London or they, New York. They, they Washington, want to be watching DC. DC. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, like you said, it was a pile on, but it happened over what, 14 hours. So it's just like <laughs> a very quiet, like, and they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this city's on the come up, you know? But. In the, same, in the same way, in the same way, it's, it's only been 1600 years. Now's our time. They actually are rebuilding all of downtown Brussels to make it like a big mall or something. Yeah. That's the only and, like, like That literally sounds like fucking just Saudi energy at that point of like, there's nothing to do here. You know what we're going to do with this, this like wealth that we've just curated from bombing half the world and we're going to make a fucking mall. Yeah. If they demolish mini Europe, I'm fucking 10 euro flights to Brussels. But my point is <laughs> then we, but we too with our like, Brussels you know, small like I'm number Riyadh, of listeners, maybe. like, you know, we're like, you have Chapo that, that can like leech onto a, an American scene. Cause there's enough people who are like reading the news and politics operates in this different way in the United States that it's more of a, not even an everyday thing, but the news itself becomes a product of consumption. It's just like, so much smaller in, in scale in Europe and then proportionally not only the, uh, the people we laugh about and who are ridiculous and posting about like it's very serious when I'm writing about fashion and politics okay, yeah. there have been books written about this we too to be are, fair us Stefan too but we, did that we are proportionately smaller we're like this is ridiculous and us and what 10 other people are like yep <laughs> don't know what to make of that uh, Robert's 20 okay and I'm not saying one's better uh, than the other but it's like okay they're both like very, I mean, obviously like, I, th I, I would say the word like, they're both spectacular relationships to politics in the sense that one doesn't mean you have more political agency or control. Like you can make an argument that it's people are more connected to politics in Europe. I'm not sure. I haven't made my decision. But like what's amazing about the United States is that there's just this it's very Foucauldian in the sense that there's just like a million things to say about politics and to argue about. Whereas here it's just kind of like an old Western town. There's one saloon. <laughs> you can kind of walk in, talk some shit, and it's a big deal. It's not a bustling city. If you haven't already heard, you probably have already maybe listened to 10, 10 minutes of this episode because I'm probably not going to end up cutting this at the end. But you're with, uh, 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 you're uh, Spatey boys, minus Yulia this week. Um, if you didn't know, you're listening to Corner Spatey. Yes. And uh, so does myself, Nick, uh, joined with Kieran. Yep. And Rob. It's because it's because our voices are in our ears right now, in, in my head. I can't <laughs> Then think. take one out. Do you not know that trick? <laughs> Sounds weird. It, it does not sound weird. It works a lot better. Now leave one in so that you can monitor yourself because you're not going to talk into the microphone if you don't do that. <laughs> I'm thinking. 
<laughs> ah, fuck off. Yeah, but uh, so um, uh, again, yeah, if you listen to the, probably the first whatever this is going to end up being cut it, cut down to the first 10 minutes of, of us going back and forth about this, we're mm. talking media, we're talking Europe, we're talking probably Germany in this sense. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Europe is a, is a big, fun place that we only talk about Germany in. It's yeah. the only country that matters. <laughs> um, we need to correct that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it really, like, I think just in the mix of, of you know, looking back at, at, at people that we've talked about, you mm. know, friends we've made along the way, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there's just been one boy who's just been fucking on one this week. Yes. And Kieran has no idea what he's saying. I don't, but I, I can, okay, I can give you the story of how this week began and how this episode came about, because we had, like, a really smart episode planned about, like, I don't know, fiscal policy and shit. And we decided Mon- that was... Monetary policy. Monetary policy, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, lack of fiscal policy. Yes? Ish? No. God damn it. All right. The European Central Bank doesn't do that. Fuck it. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we had like a smart shit plan, but then we realized that was for nerds. So... Um, As you can clearly tell, we were very prepared for that that, that episode that, that is not, yeah. not coming your way. Uh, so what happened instead was Kieran got into like a Twitter argument with um, one of the editors of Politico.eu <laughs> and that led to like... Me showing Rob Russell's bubble Twitter, which I think he's just very upset and depressed about. And then I'm depressed because it's like looking into a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize how small you are. You know? bizarre you're not there version. in the major leagues, you know, adding near attendant. No, just like, I'm sorry, buddy. <sighs> We're here adding like Hosep Burrell, from which all I can tell by his Twitter feed, he does not know how to use this website. Um, I keep thinking, like, I'm waiting for him to, like, tweet his own name because he was trying to search for himself. <laughs> like, that's the level I'm at, I'm at with Jose Burrell. But um, that led me to... <laughs> I don't know. But, like, that led me down the route of, like, all right, there's some shitbags on here that, like, tweet regularly that I am not paying enough attention to. And one of those was um, our boy John Meatbeater. Uh, King shit. King shit. Oh no! Just to kind of like like second that whenever then kind of like navigating uh, European media and politics and stuff like that, I just kind of like get get, get the feeling that like everyone is Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's what I like to think. Like, I know some of these people that I was in arguments with are like from the UK and like have perfectly good English, like natural native English. No, 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 no it has accents. nothing to do with it has no. nothing to do with, with with how they speak English. It's oh, just okay. Like, it has to do with simply in the sense of that, like the way that they like hold themselves, like. Yeah, I'm like the greatest fucking actor and director or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, gonna yeah. you know I'm gonna fucking show you because I work at I don't know political.eu is is the like Springer. Yeah, it's yeah. just a it's it's a stupid offshoot of an already horrible magazine. Yeah. But then everyone who works for that is like an absolute no named idiot. But they think that they're the most important person in that moment in time. Whenever they like tweet or write an article, that that is just. I mean, we've read that one about Poland before, about just the absolute just <laughs> just dog shit that gets published by them. Yeah, and they're just and they like in that sense of because they got published in the stupid fucking publication. Yeah, that they're like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm on top in the world, man. And that's very like that. That is Tommy Wiseau energy. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, more yeah. than anything, except for that. Then Tommy Wiseau is actually like not a horrible person. Maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. I like to, like, the way I was imagining it is I like to imagine they all sound like Tommy Wazo. That, def- <laughs> that definitely helps when I'm, like, reading the tweets. It, it, makes, it makes it a bit more bearable. 
Um, What's going on in Poland is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy in a good way. <laughs> you guys ever read those? Um, I think it's on like normie Facebook posts and stuff. You ever read those like um, maybe from a coworker or something and they're like, you know, say what you will about um, such and such, but I think it's pretty cool that you can go to a bar and have a conversation with the, you know, with a Dane, an Italian, <laughs> uh, Tommy Wiseau, a, a Polish person, <laughs> you know, a French person, and me. And then you realize what they're talking about is the, is they're all political editors. Like, like <laughs> their dream of this beautiful United Europe. They're like, yeah, we may disagree, but at least we're all here talking it through. I just love going around <laughs> Brussels, Belgium. <laughs> not, not, e- not even that, because the really sad thing about like the really sad thing about Brussels as the like Brussels as this catch-all term for like all EU institutions is it barely takes up like 10% of that city. Like <laughs> the rest of it's just like normal Belgian shit. And like, I think the thing that I love about the EU bubble of the zip code is a thousand. <laughs> like every EU, every fucking EU thing, whenever you want to send a letter to them or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the really simple address. And then 1000. Nice. It's, King shit. They thought that out so well. <laughs> yeah, I listen to my other podcast. Uh, we tried to be a little cool. It's called Keeping It 1000. <laughs> um, I wish I lived in Brussels. <laughs> uh, I, think I've, I think I've told... I'm just going to fucking learn, like, what? Belgian French. Belgian French now, and just like be that one guy who just has to like tell you just like how cool Belgian culture is. Like, oh, just yeah, Belgian beer is the best. Bro. Yeah, it can be in EU abu. <laughs> this is what I say every weekend, but uh, in my in my small town of Fulda, there's nobody <laughs> to talk about the EU with. Yeah. These places exist too. There are fucking people who exist like that. There is. They are dreaming the world of like. Fold is kind of big, but it's just a funny name. But it, <laughs> but it is like their their political ambitions is what sounds like the the punchline to a very shitty joke of just like, yeah, a German and a Dane walk into a bar and they're all my friends. God damn it. Yeah. So that was just, it was an upsetting tweet thread that, as Nick said, like over the space of 12 hours got like. 20 replies and they all the the great thing about that was is they all considered that a pylon and the guy called in his like managing editor to like try and school everyone and they were all very upset with the fact that like 20 people replied to them and then he like quote retweeted one of them be like oh look you got my editor involved now she's angry and it's just like zero likes or replies what's the like Belgian or like E I can not Belgian, these are the guys from the UK. What's the EU bubble equivalent of like that Elon Musk thing of like doing Adderall and red wine? <laughs> probably the same. It's probably the exact same, yeah. Uh, it's it's Ritalin and Alefa. <laughs> um yeah, just probably uh, probably just better red wine. I don't know. Um but yeah, so that was that was the side of Twitter that I got involved in, and then what was the fight that you got in? Oh, basically, um, okay. So they have like a Brussels playbook email thing that they send out to everyone who subscribes. I receive it, and because um, you're a real head, I'm real head. Uh, I'm in. I'm in this. Kieran didn't mean to sign up. Uh, he was just in Brussels, and he went to uh, you know the a Politico hosted event. Um, 
where they all talk about polls and they do trivia about about the European Union. Polls like the people or polls like the thing? Because <laughs> knowing knowing Politico, that was actually could have been either. It was wordplay. It was it was kind of like it was, it was one of those classic Brussels gaps. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh fucking bro. Because they spell that pole as in Polish person, but then they put in the extra L in brackets in between. And it's like, ah, I see what they're doing. In triple bracket. In triple bracket. <laughs> Kieran has told me in confidence, I'm going to say it on the show, he mm. wishes he was the Harry Enten of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I want that Habsburg energy. Um, the Habsburg for MEPs as well for the CSU. That will come up later. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone in the CSU is uh has fun something in their name yeah, csu true. is weirdly like and they all paid for someone to finish their phd for them and write their dissertation that is that is that is the most that is the purest german energy and that you that's, that's for every fucking point. that's european energy yeah, yeah. everyone in brussels is that but the thing that i love about the entire uh, spanish government was taken down for that fucking this is cool that's just that's just true hustler mentality mm. that's fucking living 1000 that's living 1000 yeah like, is it too late to rename the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! We're gonna move to Brussels. Yeah. Oh, okay, was it? Sorry, I was keeping it one thousand. Keeping it one thousand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, keeping it one thousand goes wrong. <laughs> the CSU is weirdly like the the modern political successor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Um, no, but it's, it it it's just it's just Bavarian. It's just, it's just Bavarian, baby. It's the way that mm. it is. I think they, they were I, never part of the Austrian-Hungarian. I know. Empire. I think they, I think a bunch of Austro-Hungarians swept in there and convinced them that that they were all but Bavarians. True. They yeah. are Catholic. Because, like, all the Habsburgs were MEPs for the CSU for, like, ages. Otto von Habsburg, the last, like, crown prince of Austro-Hungary, was an MEP from, like, 1979 to 1999 and then died in 2011. He was the guy who started the Pan-European Union, which is, like, a Christian supremacist European Federalist organization. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, it was, he wanted to make the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Yeah. Cool. And then his, then his daughter failed to become an MEP and is now, like, an MP in Sweden. Oh fuck! Porn went out for we, we lost one there, um, but yeah, she's. That's she, the thing that I love about the European Union for like European Parliament. Like you can just like move to a different country, oh, like, yeah, not yeah. have any connection to it whatsoever, and like I'm here. This is the real me. I'm fucking Portuguese now. I'm gonna remember as an MPP. But that that happens in the United States all the time. Yeah, but you have to like register yourself within a certain amount of time, and then have like you have to live there technically. I know that because like Hillary Clinton. When to yeah, you technically have to be within a state for I think like like a six year period or something. You have to then plan like you got to plan it out. You can't just you know hop into like oh I think my politics would do really well in you know New Hampshire and then just like pop into New Hampshire one day and be like I'm home baby. Yeah, but just imagine if Rand Paul wherever he represents and he just came Kentucky. along Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay, imagine Rand. He's Paul. perfect there. He's never. Oh, yeah, moving. yeah, but like just imagine he was there being like I'm the representative of Kentucky and he seeks like French. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing that was so funny is that like when when, when I, I am one of you. <laughs> when yeah, because because Giannis ran in 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 Germany and does not live here, does not speak German. Mm. And to be fair, I hope he never learns German because that would have been like the the coolest thing of a guy who's just like vehemently against the German government, just yeah. like getting a seat within it. And I really like, I really do like that. Uh, I don't know. I just really like how just dumb that system is because one, it just shows how not serious the European Parliament is. Yeah, a little bit of that. That like literally tomorrow, I can move. Maybe not tomorrow, but I can move within a very short amount of time, or just claim that then I live somewhere or that I want to represent somewhere. Like you know, I'm feeling like I really connect with. I don't know Flemish. 
people or whatever. I'm moving to fucking Wallonia. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's where they hate Flemish people. <laughs> well, fuck. I'm, I I don't know Europe well enough, but I'm going to run as a Flemish candidate in Wallonia. <laughs> as an MEP, I'm going to win. Y'all ever wake up just feeling check? I, I know I do. <laughs> Yeah, um, but like literally though, like you could like think like like okay, next next European election, I'm gonna run as the fucking MEP for the Czech Republic, and you could actually win. You just like, <laughs> let's fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have to do it in Slovakia because the turnout rate's like 11. percent We have a good chance. Oh, uh, okay, fine. Well, you know, they were one country at one point. Yeah, yeah we can do it. But I'm sorry uh, that you feel more ethnically Czech, Rob, or more culturally <laughs> Czech. I don't know. Yeah, you just watched all the like reverse harem porn they do. <laughs> it's like I have to go there. I have to lead these people. <laughs> that legitimately is is my goal now in the long term is to get Rob as an MEP of Slovakia. Yeah, I think we can do it. I think we've got the we've got the moxie. Sold. That was easy to convince you. Yeah. Can it be for that? Can it be for the Communist Party? Yeah, yeah exactly. The one with the, the with the EU army. EU right? army, yeah. yeah. And then we can all get our tanks from Starbucks. <laughs> Chinese Starbucks. Chinese Starbucks. We'll yeah. get flown in because Zeman like Zeman really likes. Um, well, you know he's the Czech Republic again. God damn it! <laughs> okay, undo the velvet divorce. <laughs> Make it one country again. Rob, you can do this when you're the yeah. MEP of this country. <laughs> Uh, this thing that they don't want to happen, you can make it happen, baby. But anyway, uh, speaking of the, the the Habsburgs, incredibly inbred people and the CSU, that kind of leads us to the wider topic, I guess. Um, I see in your notebook you have Grinnell written down here. What's going on with Grinnell? Okay, you mentioned him briefly. But this is my... This is All, a, right. All right. We can back up. Uh, I, I don't know if everyone knows who he is. He's the ambassador to Germany from the US. Mm-hmm. And he is exactly what I mean when I say... The political he's a thought, he's a pod. The political culture in Europe and the United States is different because, and partly this is just new once Trump has been elected, but many forces were leading to Trump, obviously. Yeah. And they're being exported to Europe in a variety of ways. Um, I mean, you can see this in the way that the AfD just like copies um, the United States methods. And not to say it's like, it means it's fundamentally American. It's been incubated. I mean, if you want to take, if you want to get really big brain, like the whole fucking colonial project is incubating shit over in the Americas to take back to Europe. Um, shout out Benedict Anderson. Um, the like Richard Grinnell, as is just like just this new breed of Trump conservative, just short circuits everything about about Germans. They they don't understand it. They're like, why is he going on TV and saying stop doing uh, deals with Iran? He didn't. He's supposed to go through the proper channels, and they're just like melting down, like the their brains exploding. Um, because it's it's a, it's a form of politics that doesn't exist. Everything is technocratic. That's the word I was looking for, by the way. Like oh. like top down. <laughs> like this this a beautiful little system that that we made. We worked very hard on it, and now you're trying to you know knock it over. Um, but the reason I he came up, um, the reason he was in the news, not to get too American on here, it'll be a brief detour, I promise, <laughs> is that Pete Buttigieg's campaign manager, who appears to be a walking psychopath just mm. doesn't just care like, about just anything. like people to judge yeah they're good match yeah she uh and if you don't know about the the Buttigieg campaign um it's um macron times uh supercharged in the u.s yeah. i don't think it'll win because again it's different dynamics oh um, just all the shit that's come but out it might happen with, eventually well no the people to campaign is pretty much over because it was 
that um, there's just been all this stuff about him. Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five months later. Five, no, um, yeah. Uh, That's president, me. President, yeah, president Buttigieg. Um, I'm bowing before his statue that then is in front of Brandenburger yeah. Tor. Probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> but yeah, it all no. started in the summer of 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, though, his, um, his uh, campaign is like spiraling downward after the fact that he just faked people supporting him. Like black activists were one of the big ones. Oh, good. And Black Lives Matter have been very openly against him. Hmm. And then people that are judged like did this whole like about face where he's like, oh, black people don't actually support me because uh, they're homophobic. That was that was his line from the beginning. Anyway, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen his numbers go down. The I, point I, is... Sorry. Okay, well, and we... that's the other thing too about his numbers is that then all the places that then are being taken are these incredibly small polling things that then magically just popped up out of nowhere... Um, within like a two month period, I think that then whoever's calling and then getting the poll, like because you know polls are done still by fucking landlines in the United States. At least Germany has the audacity to call on a cell phone. Hmm. Um, Romanian Antifa has left the chat. <laughs> Danish, I like listening to podcasts about Europe has left the chat. <laughs> you, no. we, are we done? Are we no, I, I, I have one last thing. <laughs> like, I can lead it back to Europe. Yeah, but the only thing that then I wanted to say is that is that. Um, uh, uh, the thing with Buttigieg is I think that the because of how rigged it is in the United States with the, the mechanism to get a lib who is like Hillary Clinton back into it, I think that the polls are specifically then targeted of then people who voted Clinton in neighborhoods last year in these areas to then make... Because it's, it's like the, the polling numbers, Kieran being a nerd, the largest poll that I saw that has been polled on a large national... Not a national, but on a large poll in the United States is 1,000 people. Yeah. And then on a national scale, it was 12,000 people, which is... You can't rely on any of these. The margin of error is also past five on all of these, which means yeah. that you can throw every single poll away in the United States. Back to Europe. So I really did hope that Buttigieg would become president because he is very much an American Macron, and then that would just lead to like like constant insurrection in the United States happening nonstop. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> For the same reason that Buttigieg won't get elected is the same reason why there would absolutely not be constant agitation <laughs> against Buttigieg. I'm not saying the U.S. is, is uh, you know, I've, I've more hope than, than other people. <laughs> but it's just, it's it wouldn't happen like that. Mm. The, the, we have to return to this topic of the of the, you know, what the political culture enables. But the point is, this little fucking <laughs> monsters campaign manager is yeah. very good friends with Richard Grinnell and they yeah. just oh, I don't know they, there's several tweets of photos of them together like my favorite Democrat and then just smiling and, you know, oh, no. adding each other on Twitter like great job you know <laughs> keep up the good work um, and people in the US have pointed out like he, she is friends with this you know right wing neo-Nazi adjacent Trump supporter which all true, but I thought it was worth. Re- Didn't you know. he try to support the AFD recently? Or something? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just. Cool. But like, uh, what's funny about that? I don't think uh, he supported them. He's like, I get them. Like, right. I see well, you, King. Are, are we going to do the reading hustling. series? Or are we just going to talk? Yeah, about yeah, them? no, no, we, we can do the reading series. Right. But my whole thesis on Richard Grinnell, again, he is a right wing monster, but he's a particular. The reason he's he's all the more terrifying to Germans because of this particularly politically mutated version <laughs> of politics that he has, which is. This right wing, what the you know um, Europeans and many in the U.S. are falsely calling populism, because it's I don't, I don't everything think, I, I don't like is populism. Yeah, it's not the right characterization. Populism tarts. It's like uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It's the right wing, but they you know they just kind of like delight in a little more uh, being more evil. 
Like, <laughs> you don't have to apologize for it anymore. And what's You're funny about Cornell? What's funny about Cornell? I don't. I'm not gonna look up his Twitter bio, but it's something like his photo is like a clearly a selfie of him. He's very tan skin and sun, like Oakley sunglasses, and his bio is just like. I love my dog. My cancer made me stronger. Is he, you, is you think he, I'm is, exaggerating, but is it's he, literally Is he that. in a truck? No, he's not. He's, he's an Orange County guy, so he's just sitting in his backyard or so something. So he's in like a Mazda Miata. Then. And so I can just... Uh, okay, picture this. <laughs> you, dear listener, have heard enough about our American-European connections that you can probably imagine. This guy, sent by Trump, he shows up in Germany. Uh, if you go to his Instagram, it's just photos of like his dog in front of Brandenburg Gate, and he's like, I love my job. <laughs> uh and I can imagine, and we're going to get into the Spiegel reading series. They've done two, at least that I've seen. These are kind of old from last year. Mm. Just like stammering, bah, 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 uh, just like the way he's just like not going to the meetings or he's not cultivating the relationships that Obama's advisors, uh, ambassadors did. Um, and there's just like kind of like stammering. Like, can he do that? Really? Um, which I think captures exactly what I was trying to say, this kind of technocratic version of government mm. that's obviously failing. That in the in the question, I do think a kind of American, more American style of just endless conversation of, of political topics yeah. uh, will replace it. But you should kind of, it's interesting to see the shift happening in real time. Well, I think that then too, before you get into this beautiful article that you're going to read us that I've not read yet and I'm very excited to, um, I've never seen a country be more like upset that Obama's gone than just like mainstream German libs. <laughs> Holy sh like it's like you could tell them that like Obama, you know, had the largest deportation in, you know, US history and that he uh well, you know, in US history, but in, in, in modern US history. And that he um you know, was a fucking maniac with his, you know, triple tap fucking drone strikes. And they do not care because when he comes into town or he like, you know, pats Greta Thunberg on the back and says, you know, good job or the fuck it is like German media goes fucking bonkers. Like he's like the Beatles in like the 1960s. Like he can't do anything wrong. And it is it like and I think that the way that you're describing that, like that, that being broken for German mainstream media is this like like they just want to go back to the good old times this is so crucial the, the obama example actually is the key example because obama is not only for the united states where he was like the promise of like oh we're better than whatever bush or whatever we can be like obama that is absolutely the promise that has always been given to europe and to germany from i don't know the u.s the yeah. rest of of uh western europe that all you need is just this cool person. Like there are several articles I want to say in Die Zeit. Oh, uh, it has to be some just like about how like liberal shit. You know, America's fine and all, but I wish we had a funny president. Have you have you ever seen <laughs> the Yo, got me the, feeling like German Obama? <laughs> the, the the White House Correspondents Dinner and the way Obama gets up there and makes jokes. Oh my God! Like if only we could have that. And that's what's. What were their thoughts on so um, crucial? What were their thoughts on your man running for SPD leadership? <laughs> oh, well that I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> that's well, well, that's an interesting wrinkle yeah. because he's not in the political system as such. He is definitely like this outsider in, in the in the way it can be defined in Germany. Yeah. But he does reify. He does push all the right buttons that they want to be pushed. Yeah, and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Okay. It's it's to be it's it's to be seen. But the figure of Obama is the perfect capstone to like. 
this our beautiful system is on rails, you know, and there's not like all these bad things. And finally, we can we can lean into this kind of like political culture where we can stand a, a our not a queen, but you know, stand our Obama, and we can like be so excited Obama. and do our memes. Uh, you know, we don't have to just be this. Te- you know, we, and still do the the technocratic politics, but then we have this figure we can just be like. Germany can so finally great. get rage comments. <laughs> They've been they've they they haven't been allowed because Merkel's been 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 uh, cancelling. But yeah, yeah, you know, elect Jan Böhmermann in Germany will get rage comics. I'm excited. But instead, darf ich ein Cheeseburger haben? <laughs> I get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might as well say now. So part of this theory, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast before, and I don't mean it in a negative way. Allow me to explain. Is that every not everything? Culture, certain aspects of culture in Germany are exactly 10 years behind the U.S. And, and I don't and mean... Stuff is cheeseburger <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean that you're fucking behind us, we're morally superior. I mean the American virus is spreading and it just takes... It's been taking about... It's about a 10-year delay. It's about 10 light years away. <laughs> you know, that's just the, the way it's arriving in waves. So you're and like, of course, it has a material basis because if you look at whatever Bill Clinton and like the triumph of a certain kind of democratic neoliberalism that was in the 90s and you have Gerhard Schröder in whatever, 2003 mm. doing the same thing. And whatever, whatever process that kicked off in the United States and I guess you could say in the UK, that's just happening to Germany, not necessarily even imported from the US. It can ha- also organically, although the US and other you know, Western countries play a big role. The same thing is happening in Germany. Just with a delayed effect. Yeah. And so if you look at, you know, memes, <laughs> my argument now is that all the memes in, in Germany are like the memes 10 years ago in the US. Um, so does that please, mean... Please, all right. Actually, to, to verify my research, I'm calling on all listeners to send me their favorite German memes. <laughs> and I will classify them <laughs> according to what year they where they fit. The yeah, exactly. I, I, For I, example... Okay. Uh, E-Bims, whatever, whatever, all oh, that shit. That's, I has cheeseburgers. That's, and has cheeseburgers. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> so loud. <laughs> another one off the top of my head, uh, Bielefeld doesn't exist. Uh, that is gingers have no souls. Same uh, thing. Oh, cool, there are yeah. about as many gingers uh, in the U.S. as there I mean, are residents it, of Bielefeld. That, that was a really yeah. old meme in the States as well. Of it like was Finland old. Finland doesn't exist or Australia uh, doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, but there's different. What's then going to be like the like, the like toilet, toilet paper debate? That I, I like I liked the Australian didn't exist meme because it was it kind of anti-colonialist. It, it, it's roost because it was like, <laughs> what you're telling me? There's like a country of white blonde people in Asia. What? <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for culturally. Then when Germany first off gets their best rapper, aka German Paul Wall. And uh, also, when is the uh, when is the 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 Playboy Cardi baby voice going to come into German rap? I mm. really I really need that. I do I do feel like there was like a nexus point of when like these two did meet, and it was probably by coincidence, which was the Numa Numa song, because that is just laughing at Romanians, which I feel like uh, Germany does very well. <laughs> so, all of this isn't. No, there's nothing about it that's in inherently good because it is all spectacular politics it's not any real politics or struggle or any real democracy i think it can be interesting because it's a change and then at any moment of change you can kind of realize that things might they don't have to be the way they are something could happen 
but that but by themselves just this moment of change cultural change like oh we can say this now and people are you know this is changing if without any real actual you know political backing it redounds to the right wing and it redounds to a certain then that's basically what, what leads to the afde who is a, about in this timeline 10 years after the rise of the tea party in the US where they c- can claim to challenge the system um but what they're challenging is using a new language to say the same things, which is exactly what the Tea Party was in the U.S. You know, you have all these billionaires funneling the money in like, well, this is this is where it's at now. This is going to be the new path. You know, it's a still still the same goal, but we can say it in these new ways. And you can have this spectacular understanding of like, oh, we're doing things differently now. Which leads us to Richard Grinnell. <laughs> so the article I'm looking at is from uh, uh, Spiegel Online. Trump's ambassador finds few friends in Germany. No new friends. No new friends. Konstantin von Hammerstein. <laughs> what, what the fuck is that name? I didn't make that up. <laughs> I Are love you that. Is it like a Nazi SS general that we just like made up out of like? No, I, no, no, no. I, Konstantin von Hammerstein is my favorite Rammstein cover band. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a fake Nazi SS general. <laughs> I wish Spiegel had was like the Guardian where they just had their face. <laughs> you could just see those guys. Oh my god! Imagine if they had like the things of the like, giant Habsburg jaw. Yeah, giant fucking ha- giant fucking Habsburg jaw, and then just like the articles being like, uh, uh, I like I feel bad that the people who clean my house are Roman Cinti. I don't want them to touch my things. <laughs> I feel, you know, you've lost your working class roots when you have to like yell into your house to make sure the Romanian who cleans it isn't there anymore. <laughs> His other articles, I'm just. Is it through. bad that my family created all their wealth in the concentration camp? <laughs> Germany that, has that would be a good op-ed paper. Like, oh, that 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 is an op-ed paper that exists. <laughs> Ger- for a fucking Germany bag. hasn't apologized for the Herero genocide, and neither will my family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I like, so. I like, we need to auto-generate more like German op-eds. <laughs> um, yeah, we need a big wheel, uh, yeah. a, a board we can throw a dart at. <laughs> uh, a, a D20 die. All right. So I'm not going to read the whole beginning, but he's on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show. King. And it's just talking about all of the... Ancient aliens and... Uh, migrants talking about how the daily stormer has described Tucker Carlson as literally our greatest ally Donald Trump watches it all this shit the person who serves me sandwiches at Subway has turned 2.0% Mexican over the last 10 years Richard Grinnell uh, was on the show um, talking about stuff Um, the ambassador made it clear in just a few sentences how little he thought of the chancellor's refugee policy there was no plan in place he said so the policy really fell apart uh, he claimed that anyone calling for secure borders in Germany today faces an overreaction. He's largely be, the, dis- the discourse is largely being controlled by elites in Berlin, and he argued that anyone who speaks openly about the issue runs the risk of being portrayed as being part of the radical far right by the German media. Because they probably again, he is part of the radical far right. Let's move on. Okay, and then what he says is he says uh, Sebastian Kurz, on the other hand, won in a big way because he's willing to speak out. Uh, about to everyday Germans and Europeans who are yearning for leaders who want secure borders. Okay. I think it's just that because Austria well, is just full of like horny old women who yeah, just thought first he was of all, sexy. Yeah, just go. I mean, Richard Grinnell, you could... Let you grab him by the ears. Sad that he's not ambassador to Austria, maybe. Could be having more <laughs> yeah, fun. fucking leave. Also, I mean, this is a whole... 
you can speak better to this, Nick. There's an there's an enormous cottage industry of people going on Fox News and being like, Europe, it's a hellhole. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. I literally when I first moved here, my mom was like, Nick, do you live in a no go zone? <laughs> And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> Don't come here. Don't come here. And then, no, no, that, no, but that's a pretty good excuse, though. Mom's yeah, like, yeah, no, hey, can I come? You're like, sorry, it's a no go zone, yeah, mom. Yeah, that's uh, how I have Yeah. Um, okay, but the difference is because I remember when I was living in Chicago, there was also something from like the French government where they're like, do not go south of 41st Street in Chicago. <laughs> it's yeah. like two thirds of the city. Uh, no, that's an exaggeration. Half the city. Um, but what's different is that they just say that and it's just on some, you know, official French website. And so French tourists are like, all right, I'm not going there. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. but it's a huge industry on Fox news yeah. where I think there's a conventional wisdom in the U S that like Americans just care about America. They don't want to hear about the rest of the world, but this is absolutely, you could say maybe it's changing on the left, but it is absolutely bigger and changing faster on the right where there's a huge industry of connecting, like what's going on in here. That's why, I mean, the whole, uh, you can only call it a meme of the white genocide in South Africa. That's mm. partly why it got so much traction because they're like, there are white people in, in the other parts of the world too. We got to, we got to hear about them. There's a, just one more thing about like America's like view of like Europe and the world is that um, I had on my YouTube suggested to me of like, uh, what was like, I don't know, wired videos, something like that. It was like, we sit down with an FBI agent to talk about blending in as an American. Yeah. And it was like this thing exactly of just like are. a, of this like woman just being a fucking psychopath being like, you need to walk or, you know, like pick up smoking, do these things that Europeans do, put a rock in your shoe. So you walk differently. So you don't walk like an American. It's like, no one bothers you. <laughs> like no one <laughs> put a rock in your shoe. <laughs> literally. She fucking suggests that. <laughs> you that's know, that's just, and she Literally does, she literally does a fucking thing of like, Americans walk like this, and Europeans walk like this. I, all right, guys, I, we, we all we all laugh now, but we're going to go like Spady tour to the Czech Republic, and they're all doing it, where it's like, well, you know, eggs on our face. I'm dragging my leg like I've been shot, like I'm doing <laughs> like I'm doing the stanky leg dance. Yeah. There, all the Germans are looking at me, and I'm just like, not I moin. <laughs> walking, nah, ar- walking around like I've been shot, being like, I can't be an FBI agent. Would an FBI agent be shot? Yeah. But yeah, like... Like Americans have this like have this just weird fucking psychosis of thinking that like you know everyone's everyone's out to fucking get me, like n- no one cares. You're 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 Americans. If you are if any Americans listening to the show, you're not more annoying or worse than the British or the Australians. You're fine. It's okay. Yeah, you're we, much more polite. <laughs> you're much more polite. I I love having I love having American guests come at at at, at the hotel that I work at because. They're far more friendly than the Germans are. They actually tip. They're genuinely nice people most of the time. No one in Europe hates you. Frankly, I hate the Germans more than I hate Americans. <laughs> Keep going there, Rob. So, this is all leading us to... All right. Where De Spiegel starts to say, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if this is okay. Grinnell's TV interview was a thinly veiled call for a change of government in Berlin. Yes. It was akin to a German ambassador in Washington attacking the American president's immigration policy on German public television and then touting Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as a role model. First of all, completely unwieldy analogy. <laughs> I yeah, don't know who. <laughs> who I lost who. track of it halfway through. But also, like, he, did he? I guess, yeah, he did call for, like, oh, I love Sebastian Kurtz because he's a, he's a thought. But, like, I don't know. This seems. 
I wish people were calling for a coup d'etat in Germany. That'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. But the thing is, I like, don't because it would just be the AFD then in power. It would be AFD, and we'd have to like g- genocide like all the, the fucking Turingans or something. What's so funny to me is that this is just like, can you imagine someone touting Justin Trudeau while he was an ambassador to America? I'm like, all right. Uh, it gets more serious. Isn't that like what Germany does in the U.S. right now? Like that. I, I'm, I'm be, like I'm being serious. Like yeah, yeah. You, I, maybe not Germany, but That's some what, European countries have gotten why like you, their. Why can't you guys be like the nice guy who's really mean to indigenous people? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, we we've had some like yas queen moments on like oh the the Belgian ambassador really prefers Kamala Harris <laughs> over over Trump like some shit like that oh no the fucking ambassador she, from the Czech Republic is 100% Yang gang yeah, the, the Dutch prime minister uh, the, the Dutch ambassador to the Netherlands is really impressed with Kamala Harris's blackface um, um, yeah Finland's really big on Kirsten Gillibrand okay mm. the beginning if you thought that was was over the top the beginning of the next paragraph. Article 41 of the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relationships obligates diplomats to refrain from meddling in their guest country's domestic affairs. Their duty is to cultivate discrete contacts within the country's government apparatus and to further their own government's positions. Grinnell! Uh, mods? Mods? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this... This is so German. Like, oh my God. It it keeps going. Uh, Barack Obama's ambassador, Philip Murphy, invited longtime adversaries, Helmut Kohl and Merkel, to his dining room in 2012 for discreet talks aimed at reducing the tensions between them. By the time... what? Helmut Kohl and Angela Merkel? What? Orgy. Discreet talks. Orgy. (laughs) They're both from the same party. Cheese pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Yeah. By the time I lost my spot. Oh yeah. By the time his tenure was over after four years, he had made so many friends that he had to rent out the Olympic Stadium for his goodbye party. Grinnell has taken a different path. So <laughs> big orgy. All right. Here we go. Spiegel guide to being a good ambassador. Uh, you gotta make a lot of friends. Uh, and you can't and you have to be discreet. Ah oh, yeah, it's discreet. That's important. <laughs> What would Ghislaine Maxwell say right now? Venetian she would masks. not invite you to the back room. Uh, <laughs> Discreet Venetian masks. What is? Yeah. What? What? What does Grinnell fucking order when he goes to Comet Ping Pong? <laughs> he just probably goes and just like yes, tune into the next Tucker Carlson. Grinnell, Grinnell checks it on Foursquare. He's right. the only person still using <laughs> Foursquare. All right, guys, guys, hold these thoughts because Grinnell's sexuality will be discussed later on. What? What is this article? Well, yeah, he's 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 openly gay. Huh. And the Spiegel is. Finds this like, you know, gloves are off when it comes to the right wing. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> um, so on the day that Grinnell took up his post, he tweeted that German companies doing business in Iran should wind down operations immediately. All right. We got tweets. That is that's a no in, in the in the Can't do that. in the, you know, the way things are run here o- in the in the uh, 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 dis, uh, what is it? Discourse debate or the yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, no the, the, uh, the German rules for um, doing political Twitter is you're only allowed to retweet press releases. You just like do like good now. Good now. Herr Canel, maybe you don't understand how, how we do it here in, in Germany. You, you write in the op ed. 
And then uh, you debate Jürgen Habermas, and then five years later we call it uh, der Botschaftsstreit, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and then you can be a neo-Nazi. Yeah. You, must, you must go to the proper diplomatic channels. Jürgen Habermas is only kept alive. <laughs> he's, he's on a fucking IV drip just to fucking debate these dipshits. Look, we discovered immortality ages ago, but it's purely for him. Deep, deep L in you know the German company is actually working on a Jürgen Habermas yeah. app that's just like... Boop, He's going to go on German Jeopardy and fucking win. Boop, boop, public square. Boop, boop, democracy. Boop, boop, discussion. I find it tragic that even his job isn't safe from automation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little side note. We had to read Jürgen Habermas's uh, op-ed about... Um, the NATO uh, bombing in, in Serbia. Mm -hmm. And he, whoo, he had some strong thoughts. He, in one quote, and all right, this is a little, just a little Slavodan teaser. Milosevic one did quote nothing wrong. Was, <laughs> no, well, it was saying that there was a, it was the opposite, that the, that yeah, the yeah, bombing yeah. was good. Um, but he used the phrase, there is a neurotic uh, attachment to sovereignty, which is like. The, yeah, his, <laughs> yeah, his arguments then always <laughs> used. His argument's always used by libs as like that, that sense of like... Of, nice phrase, bro. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that adequately describes the Poles <laughs> in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really into this whole being their own country thing. It's okay. weird. Um, so he tweeted this. Uh, Martin Schulz, the former head of the center-left Social Democratic Party, compared Grinnell's behavior to that of a, quote, right-wing extremist colonial officer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Opposed to those left-wing colonial wait, officers. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> like, I thought the colonial officer fits all those things. Martin Schultz, is, he wants to be a left-wing colonial officer. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, why yeah, he yeah. had to uh, make it's the distinction. It's called the NKVD. It's cool. <laughs> Germany hasn't apologized for their genocide, neither will my family. <laughs> Four weeks later in Breitbart. Or I imagine the other one of being like, oh, my family got a fucking castle stolen by Stalin and I'll never forgive him. <laughs> well, that, that would happen on Twitter. That, that's the Twitter. Energy. Yeah, yeah but I, like could imagine, I could imagine then like a, a, a person then from like, I don't know, Belarus or something like that being like, yeah, communism yeah, yeah. destroyed my family who was, you know, they, we, we had to give back our slaves. Yes. I have, um, stay tuned to Mega Rica, I guess. So, Four weeks later in Breitbart, the main organ of the pro-Trump right-wing alt-right movement, Grinnell essentially called for regime change. I absolutely want to empower other conservatives throughout Europe, he said. Yes. Mm. Cut down the tall trees. <laughs> Cut down the tall Vinox boy. <laughs> uh, one pa another paragraph later. It, it, it asked several quote, you know, sources like, what, what, what is it like with Grinnell working with him? You have to interact with him. And I think they're all off the, you know, like... Um, Anonymous sources. We scanned Glassdoor.com. Almost all of these sources paint an unflattering portrait of the ambassador, one remarkably similar to Donald Trump, the man who sent him to Berlin. A majority of them describe Grinnell as a vain, narcissistic person who dishes out aggressively but can barely handle criticism. His brash demeanor, some claim, hides a deep insecurity, and they say he thirsts for the approval of others. After one of his appearances, we were told, he asked almost shyly how he had done. This is... Yeah, this is a person who's completely different from me, someone who breaks down after getting 12 replies on my Twitter posts and the period of 14 hours. Yeah. This is, uh, I'm, I'm jumping between two articles now, but I'm just kind of getting at this um, characterization they have of this, uh, again, neo-Nazi adjacent right-wing psycho. Uh, here's how they go after him. Your dog is having a sneezing fit. It's the most adorable thing I've seen today. Inconsistent is a word with many meanings. Unstable, fickle, and contradictory, to name just a few. But none of these would normally be attributed to a top-flight diplomat. The new American ambassador in Berlin, Richard Grinnell, though, says that he is very inconsistent. 
These days, it's the hawks who are calling the shots on White House foreign policy. Richard Grinnell is also a hawk, albeit a flamboyant one. Oh, God, no, 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 Three no, 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 Three days before no, the no. luncheon. Yes. Ugh. Grinnell landed in it's Berlin. It's okay when they're, they're my enemy. Grinnell landed in Berlin with his partner, Matt Lashy, who develops health apps, their blue lacy dog, Lola, and seven suitcases and bags, one emblazoned with his initials, RG. Okay, to Dude, be fair. Dude, this fa- is like every fucking fancy person travels. To be fair, this sounds like a deeply evil co- like couple. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm they, the American ambassador to Germany, and my, my husband makes health apps. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, They're just waiting to use the German F word, yeah. which is the S word. Ooh. Please don't teach me swears. I'm not going to. Don't worry. <laughs> I will say it incorrectly. I love the just like how quick libs are to just like dish out homophobia when mm. like yeah like you said like oh it's okay when we do it when it's the, like when, Which, when, it when, when it's my enemies yeah, yeah, yeah. and um because that's the whole thing with like the the trump and putin you know being a, being a gay with each other uh. and it's uh it's it's really yeah like because then they're always like going the time like oh can you believe it then like you know that that at least in the u.s i don't know how it is like in well i, mean, I guess in germany it's the exact same yeah it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm for gay rights, but my only insult to Trump is that he's gay with Putin. Mm. Isn't that fucking crazy? Ha <laughs> ha, gay people. That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> and Spiegel Online literally just like, is that Spiegel Online? Yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. classiest of, of, of Spiegel publications. Um, that's their own, like, so far that has been their only actual criticism of him is that then he brought too much luggage and... And that he's not... Uh, cool and nice like the Obama's ambassador. Yeah, but like he, they're all of that same school of just being a, like just psychopaths. Like there isn't like okay, maybe like the ideology is slightly different, but in the end like I think that again, this is just kind of like the thing with Trump that I not that I like it, but I like that it exists. If that makes any sense, is that then it's just kind of like mask off all the time of like the so role of the yeah. president's stupid, the role of these things are really dumb and stupid. A nation doesn't actually have to fucking listen to these um, but at the same time, like they give them like this article is giving Richard Grinnell more power than fucking anything because yeah. I would not have known that he existed if Rob didn't mention, you know, this beautiful article to me I, or I, I, I if th- he didn't speak at my university. I think it'd be, I think it's perfectly fair to complain about the new guy being a bit shit considering the last guy rented out an Olympic stadium for all of his friends, all 23. That's also like, not normal. Like, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that that's worse. legitimately worse. Um, I thought, oh, look, I got so many fucking, I got 80 fucking thousand friends. Like, Berlin, do you love me, baby? <laughs> One last night. <laughs> we were all paid to be there. <laughs> I guarantee it that oh, they were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think you make the right point because he is clearly just like a rich shithead. Um, yep. Uh, I thought there was more homophobic stuff. They, but not really. They just hey, mentioned like, I mean, on Instagram. They's always on Instagram because he's ambassadors be posting instead of no, doing I mean, like, diplomatic meetings. I, I, I feel like bringing up the fact that he's always on Instagram is kind of maybe coded as you're being a bit too feminine or mm. whatever. Because they mentioned the, they have a photo on the wall of drag queen uh, of a drag queen by celebrity photographer yeah, Magnus Hastings. Hey, this is all uh, stuff that you like, can accompany Grinnell to a Britney Spears concert. This is all just pointing at the fact of like that they really want to say the f word. Yeah, yeah, because like none of this stuff would get mentioned if it was fucking Jack Johnson or the fuck. Like, what's the straight Coldplay? <laughs> like, um, 
Yeah, because it's just um, like like this stuff is getting mentioned because they feel it is worth note. Let's transition to um, his, which you know, uh, Deshpika also points out uh, his relationship with the off date. Oh, good. Grinnell is well liked among the right wing populist party, Alternative for Germany. When he visited the Committee on the Affairs of the European Union in the German Parliament last October, he was welcomed with applause by off day members. And off day parliamentarians posed for selfies with the ambassador at the embassy's 4th of July party in Berlin. Embassy staff made it clear to the ambassador that it would be counterproductive to set up an official meeting with the off day. But Grinnell isn't shy about consorting with the right wing. In early September, he was a guest at an annual dinner held by the Axe des Guten, or Axis of Good, a blog run by the journalists Henrik M. Broder and Dirk Maxiner. I guess that's how you say it. They were, in fact, not good. <laughs> oh, no. Narrator voice. Uh, that sees itself as a counterbalance to the allegedly left-wing mainstream media. Ah, yes. It offers an intellectual home to Islamophobes, Merkel haters, and EU skeptics. Um, All the same thing. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> it goes into, uh, yeah, it describes one of the uh, events. Do you guys know who Henrik Broder is? Do we need to talk about him? Oh, no, I do not know who he is. We, we definitely need an intro for that. For the audience, anyway. Henrik Broder. It, it mentions that I'm at the end, so I'll do it then. Okay. <clears throat> uh, here's just an event that they did together. The event took place in Berlin's Moabit neighborhood in a historic tram depot now filled with classic cars. I don't know where that is. The wait, audience wait, 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 wait. You're saying that Nazis <laughs> mentioned a train depot. Ooh, actually, the, the memorial where the fucking Nazis deported uh, from Berlin is in Moabit. So. Yeah, but yeah. Nazis met in a train depot. Well, let's, let's hear who was there. The audience listening to Grinnell's address that evening included Thilo Sarazin. I don't actually know how to say his name. Sarazin, the SPD guy who wrote the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Infamous for authoring a bitingly critical book about Islam in Germany. Okay. That's a bitingly critical makes it sound like... Uh, <laughs> like it has some good points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, in the Is former, that the one who then wrote about like uh, Parallelgesellschaft and stuff like that? that yeah, there's like yeah a, he, like he had the big a, book. In that the there's like an Islamic underworld in Germany. Yeah, yeah. That oh, doesn't, like a fifth column. Is, it, is that anything like Osama Ben Laden's uh, mountain base? Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is under all of Germany. It's actually <laughs> underneath uh, a, a fucking uh, 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 Vic Victoria Park in, ah, nice. in Kreuzberg. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's where his mouth I always was. knew that. <laughs> and the former East German human rights activist Vera Lengsfeld, who left the CDU out of hatred for America and now supports the AfD. Wait, 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 you're saying that then a person who was an activist within East Germany ended up becoming a Nazi? Nah, that never happens. Damn, the tankies <laughs> were fucking right. <laughs> Such appearances have not been well received in political Berlin. In late October, he sent out invitations to a Halloween party at his residence in the Tony neighborhood of Dahlem. The theme Don't for the come evening, dressed as Prince Andrew. The theme or wait, the no, what's his name? <laughs> Prince, Prince Harry, sorry. <laughs> or Prince Andrew now, for that matter. We're all family. This is the whole thing. The theme for the evening was superheroes. Oh, did mm. I say that? Grinnell invited several prominent political figures, but many politicians declined to attend. They all came as Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. One of the most prominent invitees who did choose to attend was Henrik M. Broder from the Axis of Good. He came dressed as a Muslim woman in a burqa. That's, that's supposed to be an epic own. Uh, oh, okay. If you know who Henrik Broder is. Because that's so. a, that, sounds, that sounds very misleading because like the theme is superheroes and it's just like a Muslim woman going about her day. Because they... Okay. So it's funny we mention uh, the Axis of Good. Uh, maybe you guys want to know a little bit more about that blog. Um, we can't get into the whole blog now, but one of its most famous writers is one 
Jan Fleischauer. Oh, oh, hello, hello, King. 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 I haven't King. heard his opinions on Richard Grinnell. Uh, I don't know about his opinions about Richard Grinnell. All I know is that that our boy has been doing a fucking media frenzy the last week, and I'm so happy to see his face. I'm, I'm not not happy to see his face again because he is <laughs> such. He's 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 tiresome to look at. He is. He looks like a turtle. He does, <laughs> but at the same time, he looks like. I can imagine Giefer Hofstadt going to a plastic surgeon and bringing a photo of Jan Fleischauer and being like, can you just like tighten me up so I can look more like this? He's like yeah. a clothes peg on the back of yeah. Jan's face. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. He literally looks, he looks exactly like that then his yeah, yeah, yeah. Is being kept, kept all up. the jowls being pulled back. Yeah. 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 But his uh, whole face looks like a whole turtle. Not like a turtle's <laughs> face, like a whole turtle. So <laughs> what is, what is our favorite you know, our first off returning guest on the show, Jan Fleischhauer. Jan Fleischhauer. Play Jan the theme. Oh god, no. but yeah, he he was he was on one this week, and it was mostly me discovering things via like, oh, Jan tweeted again. Highlight text, Google Translate. <laughs> what the fuck is he saying now? Oh, it's insane. Let me send it to the people who can speak German better. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Nick has been being an absolute. I hero. watched all of them. Yeah, I Nick- watched fucking all of them. They're so good. So and and, and bad. So the the main the main chunk of content, I guess, is that first of all, the CSU has the political successor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire has a podcast. Yeah, now? they um they maybe have more listeners than we do. So uh you know, uh, I told you all the virus is coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who is it? Which one do you describe that then, like, the CSU is just filled with, like, these... I know that you said, like, the Habsburgs, which is these, like, just rejects of European, just, like, inbred fucking whatever. Yeah. Bavari- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who interviews him gives off very much these vibes. Mm. And... So, um, so wait, wait, so back up. It's a CSU, CSU or CDU or both? CSU. CSU. Oh, because our boy now lives in in, in Bavaria. Yeah. Also, he, the he moved. The CSU is a state of mind. The CSU's content game. Bayern. <laughs> the CSU's content game has been fucking bad. Ch- bad, but they've been churning out the fucking shit. Like, because you got your. Uh, but nothing is stuck. No, nothing stuck. But like, I'm pretty sure that series hosted by the the. Only closeted gay person <laughs> in Bavaria is still going. Um, what was that? There, there was. There were like CS, CSU. CSU, yes, as in the word, the English word "you" because it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's got like six episodes now, and that was like a twelve-month delayed response to yeah to what, fucking what is it? Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The Angel? blue-haired kid who was like. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The thing that, yeah. So now that the CSU has uh, uh, their own podcast on CSU, CSU TV. Yeah. Uh, that's the YouTube page, obviously. So their podcast is a video, is in video format. It's really bad. Uh, they've had three episodes. The third episode, which I watched the entire thing, yeah. is with our boy, Mr. Jan Meatbeater. And the thing that then really, like, I, I was. Rem- Sorry, Nick, before we go any further, for, uh, for you know, fairness sake, I should clarify that I am doing audio production for CSU at the moment, uh, just so everyone knows where I'm coming from. Yeah, I should also say that. Um, How do you do something you don't understand? That's actually, that maybe that like, is like the benefit on their part. Like, this guy doesn't <laughs> fucking know the psychotic shit that they're talking about. Yeah. 
I should admit that he hired me as his personal assistant just to say like nice point Jan or like genau <laughs> every time you know he makes a good point yeah so just so we know we're going to be very honest no conflicts of interest but you know it's a really good podcast uh, yeah. you know subscribe five stars apple podcasts all that good stuff yeah um, to connect with the youth, you know, he wants to be like, look, this. It's this not kid, though. No, 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 this no, kid no. Wants to, you, uh, you know what? You know what? You're you're looking at this from the wrong perspective. I don't know what you watched. I'm getting paid anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what you fucking. Ona <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know what you watched, but I watched a very uh, just the most German fucking thing I've watched recently. Like I've been avoiding German pop, like, like just German culture as much as I can, mm. and I was just bombarded with our boy. Because um, one, he was things. right about way too much shit, and it really bugged me. But he's right for all like these just like perverted reasons. Because he is Jan Fle- like that's the thing that bugs me so much, so much about Jan Fleischauer is that he's like he's not dumb. You can look at like a, a David Brooks in the U.S. and be like, this guy's just fucking stupid. Mm. Jan Fleischauer is like really calculated and will like give credit where credit's due. At the end of the day, though, he's just a misogynist, racist piece of shit, and he knows it, and he's like really proud of that. And in the U.S., you have the thing of like, yo, yo, yo. I'm not racist. I just, you know, like, like, I just kind of fuck with Trump or I fuck with this or I fuck with yeah, the yeah, policy yeah. of the Democratic Party. Where Jan Fleischauer just like, it will go out and just, he, won't, he obviously wants to say he's racist, but he'll say that then like, oh, you know, the real problem of Germany is over-integration. Which is just like a fucking made-up nonsensical thing that then just doesn't exist. <laughs> Jan, Jan Fleischauer has a the very... The guy like a Bob shop is too German. <laughs> he is a very tortured in her life because you could tell like he wants to be be way more he wants to let's put it this way he wants to have more um he wants to do more with his racism than just write a column but i think he feels like he was born in the wrong era you know those memes uh where people are like uh born too late to explore the world born too early to explore the universe Uh Jan Fleischer feels that way but about like the Nazis and like a future like Turner Diaries future he's like god I wish I were a Nazi yeah Jan Fleischer why was I born in fucking the the green link yeah because like that's exactly the perfect that that you mentioned that because Jan Fleischer mentions that then like he made his dues in the left to be fair he did you know, he grew up within a, a left-wing family. He went to demonstrations and all this. And then at the end of it, he's just all like, oh, yeah, we were shot with, 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 with fire hoses. And I realized that that's actually good for me. And it's just like, wait, what? And then... The, and then, yes, and then Sadie, yes. It, yeah, you know? And then, and then the fucking... Uh, uh, the the CS, CSUTV uh, moderator just responds back to him like, do you think all kids should have that happen to them? That's... Yes, all the very bad non-Bavarian boys <laughs> should be pelted. shot with fucking uh, uh, Wasserwerfer. What are they called? Fire hoses. There's this great tactic coming out of Chile now, where um, where all the young kids are being uh, shot in the eye, but with rubber bullets, so it's fine. Oof. So what else <laughs> do we have to learn from this video? Um, uh, no, and, and then it, it it just really like I think the way of, of describing that that he really like he saw this from afar is now a part of it and then like I wouldn't say that then he's just gonna go and just like damn I fucking wish I lived in 1933 <laughs> but I do think that then he's just waiting for that moment when like the IFD reaches like a national poll of like a fourth of 
German mm. votes and be just like, yep, baby, I'm here. Welcome home. You, you, like, guys, you guys ever, like, you, you know that advice? It's like, if you're mad at someone, like, write a letter and then don't send it. It's that, 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 that he, is that. He has his off-day triumphant <laughs> de- yeah, declaration. Yeah. And he probably has a, a Reichstag fire-esque post, too. <laughs> They're just sitting on his hard drive. He's like, <laughs> he just wakes up every morning like, Greta Thunberg fucking burned down the Reichstag. He has a blog post like, you know what? Maybe it was okay that Greta Thunberg was assassinated. <laughs> He's just like, he wakes up every morning like, maybe today I can hit submit. Yeah, no, uh, he literally, speaking of Greta in that, in that interview, he's like, you know what? I don't agree with her, but I respect her. <laughs> and that's definitely then the thing that then he's saying that shit to then like the day that then something like that happens. Be like, you know what? Like, I have the right to fucking talk about this shit because I, although being someone who was on the other side of the political aisle, I can then talk about this. But yeah, so there was, there was that. And then he also then has this like focus thing where then he was talking about the SPD, uh, uh, the new leadership, the new leadership thing, and he had to go fucking come double whammy with classic Fleischhauer, where it's like, all right, misogyny, cool. The one uh, one head of the potential head of the SPD reminds me of a teacher who like wanted to fail me, you know, because she was a woman, and she's yeah. like, you know, no matter, no matter how hard you try, she's gonna fucking give you a five, which is an equivalent of an F in in the U.S. And then the other guy. He was like, oh, you know what? Like, first off, boy's a fucking pussy. Has two last names. That's for girls. That's fucking, that's some pussy shit. We don't do that in, in manly Germany. Yeah. Second, um, he he then also then said that because he, the I forget the, I forget the guy of the SPD, and to be very fair, I don't care. It's the SPD. They're a party that's just in like that, a that, death spiral. That whole new leadership thing fucking fell on its ass so fucking quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it should be made fun of. Yeah. And we will probably never get around to it. I don't care. But um, so then he mentions in the sense of, of, of that um, he was the former finance minister of Nordrhein-Westfalen he's like, really? Like, being the finance minister of, of NFV, hmm. that's like being the head of an Italian bank. So, boom! Italy, Got the misogyny, it's in the a one-three-minute clip. It's the Jan Fleischauer classic. Yeah, it's the fucking, yeah, the fucking Jan Fleischauer double tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I do feel, you know, every cuisine has that at the beginning, you know, you have your, like, three main ingredients the three vegetables that you sweat at the beginning the like louisiana tricolor is like celery pepper onion right for jan fleischhauer it's misogyny anti-italian sediment and possibly some sort of turtle meat so <laughs> like i i just wanted to, I, I this was a couple of days ago i sent this podcast to you and we do have some like live reactions from you <laughs> and i'm just like going back to kind of remember them um you were, oh yeah, true. I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, you were pointing out that he was so fucking happy to be sitting down with the CSU guy, like the, with these people. Um, he, he seemed to be very happy about it. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's home, baby. Nice. He was living in Berlin for too long. He's back in Bavaria. He never lived in Bavaria beforehand, but yeah. I can't imagine know, this is his. It's like thing. like Jan Fleischhauer is like is like the Drake of Germany. That then he'll just like go up to like anyone who's like slightly more right wing than like Angela Merkel and is like. Baby, like I've always been here. I've always felt home in the fucking CSU. I've always felt home in fucking in like 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 Drake went to like Houston or whatever. It was like, yo, I've always felt home in Houston. Like you know, in Toronto. Always felt home in fucking Toronto. Always felt home in fucking I don't know what Stockholm. Yeah, Stockholm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Jan Fleischhauer definitely. Ulan Batur. Yeah. yeah, Jan Fleischhauer definitely is like is he's gonna fucking 
guarantee you, you were going to get the fucking op-ed with the IFD being like, you know, damn, I was like, he's going to do the fucking, the, like athletes do it all the time. too. like, yeah, you know, I was just searching around for a team. Like we didn't vibe, but now like, like we're vibing now, you know, we're, we're, we're our season's looking real good. Like I, I finally feel home now. I don't know why, but like. I really just imagine the idea of Drake doing a concert in Ulaanbaatar, the, the fucking capital of Mongolia, and becoming like a Mongolian Nazbol. And it's been like, you know, I've always felt home here in Mongolia. When we're done tonight, there won't be any China anymore. Let's go. Imagine Drake doing a fucking show in, in, uh, in like Ukraine. <laughs> and then just being like an Azov member and being like, yeah, you know, like, like I've always rejected the idea of, of, of an independent... Uh, oh, sorry, wait, no. Of a... <laughs> Damn it, wait, what's it fucking called again? Crimea. Yeah, 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 yeah Drake just has like a really fucking hot take on Crimea. Nice. First of all, um, John McCain went to Ukraine and tried to be like Drake. He did, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did. It was so fucking cool. Second of all, the same way Drake uh, would like appropriate or put on a Jamaican accent, Jan Fleischer would just start doing Hitler speeches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they would be like, oh, there's our Fuhrer. We love him. And people would be like, is, is, is he talking like that like, <laughs> on, on purpose? Does he know? <laughs> But like the the other, I'm just imagining John McCain now in fucking Ukraine, being like, "I've always felt Ukrainian. <laughs> My deepest roots. McCain is actually uh, McCainovich. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am a deeply uh, a proud Ukrainian neo-Nazi. Uh, I'm a uh, patriot. <laughs> you will get your stinger missiles. Um, so the other thing Crimea is, is Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> they in in Vietnam, they said. We can let you go, but you have to admit that Crimea is not Ukraine. And I said I would and stay for three more years. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had the the, the kind of concept that uh, Jan was getting across that his ideas are now like uh, mainstream. Mainstream. It, yeah. He's right. He's entirely right. Yeah. He does the whole the thing that we did last week about them like sixty five percent of Germans are afraid to speak their mind. Mm. He refra- he, he he repeats that. That's like a refrain throughout his entire the, like the first beginning of, of, of the episode. And he's right. That's the thing that's so disturbing about Jan Fleischer is that he knows how to read the room of Germany. Yep. And he knows it then in the sense of like Germans don't like agreeing or Germans don't like listening and reading like the stuff from IID, yep. Tagesschau and all that because it is really poorly filtered down. It is very much this lens of like a very pro-EU, pro-Western perspective on things so if you're left-wing you look at it and you're all like like i was saying that then with like how the the, the protests that are going on internationally the what tagashaw is focusing on is very specific to mm. like the western point of view and if you're right-wing what tagashaw focuses on in the sense of and like not to mention too like the crimes that then like nazis do tagashaw just never reports yeah but if you're right-wing for 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 you the blunders of what germany's doing now in terms of, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't read white right wing media in Germany, but I can imagine that. Then there's also then an equivalent of that. Then if you look at then like the sense of like, okay, for them they always just like harp on Islam all the time, which yeah. is so fucking 2016. It's not even like cool anymore. So 2008. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I don't know what their new grift is at the moment because I think it's still that. I mean, like, just the numbers don't add up then in yeah. that sense. But they always have the thing of that, like, oh, you know, that there isn't, like, they're, they're, they're talking, like, the best one is, like, the whole, like, Peter Sweden thing. Like, they're not talking about, you know, uh, 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 Sweden the way that it really is and shit like that. Yeah. So the right is still going on that and harping on that. But I think that, like, the more, 
I don't want to say educated right because that sounds like an oxymoron, but half the time. But like you know, like actual conservatives who can like point at like Merkel's policies and stuff like that, and be like, okay, she's wrong here, there, 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 there. Mm. I think that is like a general true fact that most Germans don't like Angela Merkel. Yeah, you know, and the Anfleischauer can point to that and be like, this is this is a thing. And yes, that then like the racism too. Like most Germans are racist. I would yep. definitely agree with that. And Jan Fleischer doesn't say that straight up. But when he says it, like, I have controversial opinions that then most Germans agree with, <laughs> you know that that's, like, in, like, that that's, you know, yeah. it's in there somewhere. And that's the thing that then so bothers him, and, and, and that he's then seen as, in like, an, an outside voice when he's actually the most mainstream fucking voice in Germany, yep. and he knows that, yep. you know? Boomers, I guarantee, like, listen to Leon Fleischer, and like, finally some guy who then is on a massive media format that then speaks the way that than I would about these issues, but is like smarter than I am, which he is. He is smarter than most boomers. Yeah. So this is, this is like, it's interesting that cause when you said, he said that quote that just immediately jumped out to me as some like, um, FPU and like Orban Fidesz shit. Yeah. Cause like the FPU had that one election very recently, like the election before last with Austria, where they were just like 60% of Austria voted for our policies. Cause they were basically talking about how they'd driven, um, the the sensible center right party of Austria to the right to basically be their party now. Yeah, and it was interesting because, like, it's been said before by um, Adam Baltner of of Mosaic, um, who's basically kind of like has the theory that Austria is the future of Germany. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that we're that we're kind of waiting, as we said before, we're waiting for that like AfD CDU probably like state government first the thing that, yeah the thing that the CDU said it will never happen yeah and people like Jan Fleischer are proof that, that it will happen it will happen very he's so fucking horny for that yeah, yeah they're, they're really horny for it and they're really like it is really much in the sense of that then like oh you know I don't want to do this, but would you rather have the left governing? And he even mentions that in one of the interviews that then he talks about like oh you know we didn't die with the the red red green in Germany in in, in Berlin but He's like, it was close enough to it. Like, it was bad. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, like... I'm just imagining him in his apartment in Berlin before he Oh, he probably was in, like, a fucking loft somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah where yeah, he, yeah. he's just lying and just chased long, just being like, oh, they're killing me. <laughs> I have to yeah. go to Bavaria. And the unfortunate thing, though, like, like the reality of that is, though, that then, let's say that then whatever city is, or whatever state in Germany that is, that then does do a black-blue... Yeah, um, coalition does mean potentially death for some people. Oh yeah, you know whether it be then deportation, which is incredibly dangerous, or whether it means in like just pushing under the rug neo-Nazi violence that then is already rampant in Germany. Mm-hmm. That's actual. Like, I mean, I don't give a shit if Jan Fleischer is just a big fucking sissy who can't deal with the fact that then like, oh, they're gonna appropriate my apartment or whatever, you know, some fucking whatever. Red, red, or, or what? Uh, they're gonna threaten to make public transit cheaper. Like yeah. red, red, green has threatened these things that then are good for people that then have never gotten to get passed because Germans are too, too conservative, and the policy of red, red, green has always been the sense of like trying to like reach this reach this like middle that doesn't exist actually between the left parties. Mm. And to be fair, the Greens aren't left wing, um, but still, nonetheless, like like the policies that then the AFD and the CDU would implement would be psychotic. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, and I like, I mean, Jan Fleischer can pretend that he's being a victim, 
but his, the policies that then he wants and that then he will be underwriting in a year and a half, I guarantee it. You know, you can fucking quote me on this this show about that. Uh, will be then that that then green light um, policies that are actually life threatening for people. Yeah, but you know, join us next week when we'll be broadcasting from the reappropriated. Um, Jan Fleischauer apartment in Berlin. Hell, I bet he has a sick apartment. <laughs> and it's now our podcast studio. <laughs> I mean, because he, he is one of those weird Germans who probably has like really good taste. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the only thing I want to say is, <clears throat> and I, I know we're about to end, so we've got to come back to this at another time, but like one of the biggest parts of Jan Fleischauer's right-wing project is to tell you... All right. That's my second point. My first point is exactly what, like, I do think that Germany and Europe is quite, there's a certain conservativeness to it, but it's also because politics here is not in the same way as the U.S., but also people are alienated from politics um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, mm. I'm not saying anything controversial when I say it's fucking capitalist, bourgeois democracy. It's not... It's not real democracy. It might, but people could argue it's closer than yeah. the U.S. I mean, certainly Americans. I think we can like, all. Oh, we have. They have this, this, and that. They have six parties, and one's communist. Like you know, you could argue that it's closer or not, but fundamentally, people are alienated from from politics, from this yeah. thing, politics, yeah. the thing that people call politics. They think isn't politics, you know. Um, and so you have that. You have a particular brand in Europe that has has a history of why it's the way it is. Um, and there are more forces, whether it's stronger unions or the fact that there are some left-wing parties that can push certain buttons to, to change things. But the point is, is that it's changing right now. I mean, who knows what's going to come? Uh, I think there are a lot of American-style influences of the kind of ridiculous American version of politics that are coming. Yeah, yeah no, I agree but, with that. But Jan Fleischauer's whole project is as these forces are changing to sort of... It's almost like uh, pulling out the tablecloth or keeping all of the glasses on the table. Like we're going to switch from this, you know, European social democracy system to a just a fucking ravaging Americans, you know, more right wing, you know, from from well, the, I think the Germany, imported from the settler yeah, colonial yeah. society. I think, that, I think that Germany could remain social democratic in this, I mean, and, and become just more. Yeah. But right wing, I mean, that is what the, the like, I mean, I know that then like people like on the right like to be like, oh, the Nazis were left wing because they were socialists, but national socialism like was that plan, you know? And I do think that then a lot of people still hold that then as like the... It, it, it's something that we kind of talked about a bit on previously in Europe of like ethno-nationalist right wing, where it's still like a robust yeah, yeah, yeah. social security network. Finland just, is this. Yeah, 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 but it's just for a certain type yeah, of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my only point is that as things change... That is a moment, just like when I was talking about, the, I mean, just from a cultural point of view, when things change, people Culture. people point out like, oh, it is kind of a feeling for people things could be different. And Jan Fleischer's whole project is to implement that change without, while, while completely smothering any thought that like, oh, maybe things can be different. So it's like, no, Germans are this way. Germans are conservative. Germans are yeah. racist even. Yeah. And they've always wanted it this way. And He's any left, wrong. and any, but 
he's not wrong now, but no, it doesn't no, mean yeah, that yeah. can't change. Yeah, yeah. He's determined. And so his whole point the is that thing this is, is a, yeah, this is a fundamental yeah, yeah. fixed aspect, and yeah. that's why we need this different political process. It's determined. Rather than he's smothering that history yeah, while yeah. just bringing in one little bit of change that yeah, yeah. he wants. The determination the, then is the thing that then is obviously the problem. The one, in terms of like, in, in, in terms of being like the sailor that can go with the wind, Jan Fleischhauer fucking knows his audience and he knows what Germans currently right now are thinking. It doesn't. It obviously doesn't mean that then that there's a, a political current that then can. I mean, because we, we 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 can see this in happening in the in the U.S. At least in my personal opinion, that if Bernie gets like the nomination, I think that you could turn a lot of heads. That then people who did maybe like like I do think he's the only candidate then who 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 could then maybe like change the winds of like how that works. Absolutely, because it's a rejection. Yeah, yeah. I know it's electoralism, but it's a rejection of politics. Yeah, it's yeah. building labor power. It's yeah. You know, and Germany could or, have that if you had a fucking party that then would actually do that. Because how many fucking like there are so many people that then that 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 you run into, um uh. uh in this country who are then working class who can like acknowledge these fucking things and there's just no party that ever represents them. Die Linke is maybe like the only one from the left, but they don't do that great of a job sometimes. Mm-hmm. But still nonetheless is that like the, like there isn't just this like like I think I'm unfair speaking for for, for Germans when I say like, oh they're inherently racist. But the sense of the matter is that like the only like like within this kind of like you know false consciousness sort of thing or whatever then like that's the thing that, then, that they turn to and then, like this like you know inherent conservatism that then is German, mm. which isn't obviously, is the thing that then becomes personified as in like a norm or then like a counterculture that then's actually quite normalized. But yeah, it, it, the problem is the inherent aspect. Like, the yeah, that, that like Jan would like you to believe the Germans are inherently racist. That, that exactly, the way yeah. things are is the only way it ever could be, and that we just have to kind of cater to it rather than like sixty-three percent of Germans want to say the n-word, and maybe that's a problem that should be changed <laughs> rather than. Uh, we just have to just rename our party to the N-word party. I'll just have one last point because it is something that Fleischer always harps on, which are these certain figures, whether it's fucking Greta Thunberg or Carola Raketa. If you remember, in, in the U.S. at least, um, the there were all of these... So when Greta came on you know, the boat and landed... Um, it took a couple of days, but then she was everywhere. Everyone was talking about her. Mm. And of course, the right has to, they're like, this is our new person to make memes of. Yes. And the right memes about Greta were always like, she would say in her speech, you're stealing my childhood. And they'd have her, and then the other panel would be like some child, you know, non-white child doing child labor, whether in like some factory or some uh, field. And they're like, oh, you really feel like, you know, you say you're uh, you're oppressed, but you have this. And what that's saying is that anyone who is here, hmm. what, what what the right wants to do, or make individuals, whether it's Greta or Carol Rajeta or anybody, they want them as saviors because they don't want any possibility that you could identify with them, that you could identify with someone, even though there is a material difference in your in your problems and your suffering. They want to sever any ability to see something as different, to see political change as happening. Someone like Greta, that's just something she does. There's always going to be some new person doing the thing. And it can't be you. It's always some other person. Yeah. And the rights project is to get you to see this as just ongoing. You can never really be a part of it. And so you will always be whatever, racist, conservative, European, just embrace it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. No. <laughs> you could be, you know cool inclusive and australian 
So, but it only happened if there's real politics and real you mean, you mean political real, struggle. R- real politic? Close. Shit, <laughs> yeah, damn it. Close, but no potato. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's where we'll leave it this week. Yeah, sorry for the mess of an episode. Uh, that was a good mess, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it is it's a I hot mess. It is a big old hot mess. But, yeah, we'll uh, see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.